You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 128. The place that we're shooting for is a healthy masculine, healthy feminine, but the final place is where there is no separation between masculine and feminine, whereas within the person, we have an integrated version of both. I've sort of been jokingly calling it femasculine. So it's Ooh. feminine plus masculine, femasculine. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I have such a treat for you today. My interview today is so much fun and yet a little bit controversial and packed full of information. So I'm hoping that you're a little intrigued and you can't wait for the interview. Now, before I tell you more about our fabulous guest and what we spent our time talking about, I just want to give a shout out to the Texas coaches. I just spent a weekend with coaches from all over Texas. So the great state of Texas happens to have four coaching chapters. And some brilliant minds last year decided, well, wouldn't it make sense if we had an event for Texas coaches once a year? And it has become the Texas Retreat which just occurred. I had the honor of uh, talking about mindset and energy and the energy we bring and being on a panel with some, you know, out of this world coaches. I don't know quite how I got on that panel, but I was honored to be there. And the other thing that happened on this weekend that all of you are going to benefit from is that I connected with some fabulous coaches who are going to bring their wisdom, and expertise to all of you through the show. So we're going to have a show about how to build retreats into your business. If that's something that interests you, you know, doing client retreats or other sort of getaway weekends for your clients as a part of your packaging, we are going to have a fantastic business coach talk to us about taking the ook out of the selling process and making it something that's just natural to us as coaches. We are going to have a whole episode about the differentiators between therapy and coaching and how to navigate some of those sticky situations that occur. And just so much more. I mean, it was a weekend packed, like I said, of just so much energy and connection and just developing our muscles. It was, it was awesome. And I'm thrilled to be able to bring the benefits of that to you through some of our future interviews. Now let's talk about today's interview because today's interview reconnected me with one of my favorite people. Signe Wilson came Back on the show. Now, for those of you who listen regularly, you might remember that Signe came on a couple months ago to talk about significant living and how 
we can live significantly and really connect with who we are. I had the honor of going through her significant living program with her. And let me tell you, it, it required some deep work and was awesome. So that's another episode. And I will put that episode link in the show notes if you want to kind of revisit that episode. But today's episode, we're talking about something maybe a little controversial in that Signe's passion is helping us understand and connect with how we show up and the feminine and masculine sides of us. So that is going to pertain to each and every one of you. We each have parts of our being that are represented by the feminine and the masculine, and they can become toxic and or distorted. And certainly we want them to be healthy. So we're going to go through all of that with Signe. We're going to explore where she feels like the world is headed right now and what we as coaches can do to help create more balance, whether it's in our own selves, whether it's helping clients get there, organizations get there, society, the world, we can create an impact as coaches. And Signe is going to share this passion that she has with all of us. And I hope that it really resonates with each one of you and challenges you to think about how am I showing up? How are my clients showing up? Where's balance? And how do we get there? Now, Signe is a professionally trained coach. She's a faculty member at Coaches Training Institute. She received a Master's of Industrial Relations and Human Resources in Leadership Development and a Bachelor's of Commerce degree, both from Queen's University. She's based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and she is absolutely wonderful. I cannot wait for you to spend more time with Signe because I certainly enjoyed spending time with her. Let's go to my conversation with Signe Wilson. Hello, Signe. Welcome back to the Star Coach Show. Hello, Meg. I am so delighted to be here. This is always so much fun to talk to you. Well, it has just been such a gift to get to know you and to work with you. I had the honor of going through your Significant Living Seminar Series, which I would strongly recommend for anybody the next time it comes around. It it talks about such important information, and actually we did a podcast about that. So if anybody's interested in that, I'll put the link for that show in our show notes for this show. So great. Now, my question for you is, what sort of is on your mind today? What are you excited about and working on? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm so excited to get to share it with you. It's the, the place, the concept that I've been sitting in recently is this whole idea that our world is being run by the distorted masculine. And it's actually creating so much challenge. So, it's, I mean, if you will, it's running our world and it's ruining our world. And we need to take a look at it. We need to take a look at distorted masculine. We need to take a look at distorted feminine and actually move to a healthy version where there's balance and we're integrated. 
So wow. So I guarantee yeah, I you people are like, what is the, what is she talking about? What's ruining us? And, <laughs> and I don't want all the men in the audience to be like, what do you mean men are ruining the world? That's not yeah. what you're saying at all. Not at so why all. don't you not explain a little yeah. bit more about what exactly that means? That's so great. Well, so, so the concept that I'm working from, and I, you know, I'm talking about gender equity, essentially, the concept that I'm working from is that there is a distorted version of masculine energy. And there is a distorted version of feminine energy. And sometimes it gets so distorted that it moves into toxic. And we've been hearing so much about that recently, like toxic masculine. We don't talk as much about toxic feminine, but I'm going to talk about that today. But, but there's this, this toxic version of it, this distorted version, and then there's the healthy version. Okay. And so we want to be aware of just that distinction in and of itself, that there's the, the toxic, the distorted, and the healthy, and that it flows in the masculine and the feminine areas. Okay. So for either side, we've got toxic, distorted, and healthy. We're obviously hoping to work toward healthy. And I know the work that you do is how can I help organizations work towards healthy people within organizations work towards that healthy balance. And isn't it really healthy balance? Any, I mean, balance, if, if we could find balance in whatever way that was, wouldn't life right. be grand? Yeah. So we're hearing a lot, you said right now, about this distorted or to- toxic yeah. well, masculine. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Well, so yeah, let's start at that place, that toxic. It's kind of, you know, I, I like to describe it as this, this kind of tight, harsh ball in the middle. The one half is the toxic masculine. And that's the, that's the extreme version of masculine. It's like masculine gone wrong. It's the bully. It's the violence. It's the cruelty. It's the, you know, complete disassociation. It's that place of, of just, you know, harsh and hard and relationships and people don't matter at all. Right. So that's the toxic masculine. Okay. And we actually see it, you know, in, in different arenas, it gets celebrated, it gets sort of highlighted the, the masculine and the distorted masculine so much so that it's like that place of, you know, where it's dominance over and it's that place of, you know, talking louder, being stronger, weakness is a bad thing, you know, so it's so that's nothing about thing. connection or energy flow. It's all about sort of dominance and yes. and winning all is all at all costs. Yeah. And obviously, if, if everybody can just take a moment to visualize a wor- world where that's everywhere, yeah, like what does that do for your desire to engage in that world? <laughs> exactly. It's like, no thanks. No thanks. Now, what about and, the other side of that? Like the feminine yeah. toxic? Yeah. And this is so important because right now our world is kind of double clicking on the toxic masculine and having a lot of struggle with that. And there's, you know, I talked to men and they like, they exactly what you were saying, they can get hurt or they can get offended. It's like, you know, are you telling me that you think masculine is toxic? It's like, no, no, toxic masculine is toxic. And just on the other side, toxic feminine, we're not talking about it as much, but it is as destructive in a completely different way. So toxic feminine is that place of the victim is that place of, you know, complete hopelessness and helplessness. It's the disempowerment, just like empowerment and exactly like really pulled away from, you know, not speaking up at all and not like just almost disappearing. Like giving our power away, completely giving our power away. Giving up, giving our power away, being not present, being kind of resigned, being kind of the way we describe sort of weak and and just absent almost, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so that's that place of the completely distorted masculine comes toxic masculine, completely distorted feminine becomes the toxic feminine. You know, we can easily see how that doesn't work. Right. You know? Now, I'm curious, what do you think led to sort of labeling those in that way, in sort of the way of gender? What do you think sort of created that lens? 
Okay, well, I'm going to go a little woo on you here. Okay, so go woo. Work. Everybody, yeah. we're wooing. Okay, we're go wooing. ahead. We're going woo. I'm on the West Coast. I get to woo. Uh, so, so here's the thing is that, you know, when we look at it originally kind of way, way back, there was the masculine and feminine was kind of how everything was structured. And generally speaking, men did the masculine and women were the feminine. And we went fully into that. And now as time has evolved and as roles have evolved, as what's needed has evolved, we're coming to this place where it's more and more obvious that we actually need that integrated version of it. Right. And so when we look at it, it really was, it did start with men and women, but that's just not how our world is. Well, even if you look at like Greek mythology or any kind, you know, like mother earth and not that that's Greek mythology, but you know, and then the war gods, you know, the goddesses did this and the gods did this. And and it was sort of right in line with what you're talking about. Well, and that's the woo factor, right? It's like, it's actually when you look at divine masculine and divine feminine, they were represented by the gods. They were represented by that, those parts of ourselves that I certainly, we, we all have all of these things, right? Like we've all got the masculine, we've all got the feminine. It's what proportion we have them in. And then it's like, it's finding our God self, like our expression of that, our kind of connection with it, but also recognizing that both are valuable. Both are important and both and need to be balanced. Both are in both of us. I mean, in both yeah. of us and all of us. Yeah, yeah yes, both yeah. of us. And yeah, all of both us. of us and everybody else who's listening too. So it comes to that place of how is it being represented? How are we showing up? I love that. And, and how are we relating to it now? Because what's happened over time is it's gotten distorted and we've started saying like, oh, well, you know, the masculine is what's valuable. The masculine is what takes us forward. The masculine is what gets us into action. And that is true. Like a healthy version of masculine does all of that, but it gets distorted to a place where, you know, it's, a, it's well, there's kind of nuances of it. All of this is nuances. Right. right? And so if we look at, let's look at for a second, the distorted masculine, the distorted feminine, which is a less intense version of the toxic. So a distorted masculine, it's, it's selfish, it's greedy, it's that place of aggressiveness or maybe stubbornness. It's the energy of uncaring or cold or maybe rigid. There's certain rules and this is how you do it. Right. So it's not all the way to the extreme of the toxic, but it is like there's this way and it's and, and some rigidity of rigidity is what I'm sort of seeing even on your face as you describe. Yeah, it. it's this is the way that it's done. Yeah. There's one way, there's a right way, we should do it this way. You know, anyone who doesn't believe and act the way I believe are, you know, negated or dismissed or you know, ostracized. Discounted, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So the masculine is king. The masculine is what our society looks at, but we have this distorted version because we're doing it more than we need to. Okay. Or or not valuing the other half of things. And the other half, I mean, this is yin and yang, right? The other half is the feminine. And the distorted version of the feminine includes some of what we were sort of talking about. It can be the scattered, it can be the, you know, the kind of whiny or the nagging. Uh, it can be the manipulative, the chaotic, the, the kind of, you know, a little bit out of control, the complaining, the clingy, those kinds of elements. So that's a distorted okay. feminine. Okay. And I think some of what's happening is in our world, the, you know, we are looking at this, this whole thing about our focus on the masculine, we're ignoring the, and sort of minimizing and denigrating the feminine. And so that's how we've gotten out of, out of balance within ourselves and as a society. Well, and also if you think about pushing part of that away, then if I'm feeling pushed away, I'm very likely to get more clingy, more victimized, more feeling like I need to manipulate to get my attention. And and so as they're out of control or as they're unbalanced, they're going to increase the negative in both. 
Exactly. And so it's sort of, it's that, as we said, I've been using the word a lot, but it's that distorted version. It's that not as healthy or not as connected, not as, you know, right. happy a version of it. So what are we working towards? What would we like to have? Yeah. So the ideal, because, because here's, so before we go there, I'm just going to say, so here's what I notice is that when we're in this distorted masculine, you know, as I was saying, there's this drive, there's this focus, there's this going to things. And what's happening is in the way that it's kind of, you know, I was being a little traumatic, but it's ruining our world. But when I say the way it's, it's happening is that people are so committed to living out that distorted masculine and, and ignoring the other half is that we're overwhelmed, we're exhausted, we're burnt out, like we're feeling behind, we're in that place where it's go, 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 and we're not actually finding that place for ourselves, that place where we're connected and we're healthy. So it's go, go, go versus thriving. It's sort of pushing the envelope completely and there's not room left to to thrive and really find that balance that maybe helps us all be the best we can be. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. All right. And so then if we look to what you're saying, what are we shooting towards? Yeah. Yeah. Is that healthy masculine and a healthy feminine and actually having a having that be kind of in balance in ourselves to whatever's true for us right it's not about doing being out of balance within ourselves finding a place that's not true for us but it is about if we're ever 100% to one side or the other side we are out of balance and we are out of whack with ourselves so, and also the point being that not everybody's balance is going to look the exact same exactly yeah not everybody's balance is going to look the exact same and we're seeing that more and more right like there's so much more diversity around gender than ever before, right? It isn't masculine and feminine anymore. It's like, what percent of masculine, what percent of feminine are we all? Right. You know, it's not about sex. It's about gender and our relationship with it. So important with the energies and our true expression. That lays a great foundation for what the concepts are that we're working with. But then you work with people and you particularly work with executive women around this whole concept. 100%. How do you do that? So now we've got sort of a little bit of understanding. What the heck does this understanding well, do for your work as a coach? Well, before let's before we go there, because I, I you asked a question, I haven't answered it yet. What does healthy masculine look like? What does healthy feminine look like? And then what does that integrated version look like? So healthy masculine, it's like present and you know focused and competent and solution oriented and you know that place of steadfast and strong and clear it includes competitive the distorted version doesn't work but it includes competitive and wanting to be the best and you know logical and patient and reliable all of those things ambitious are all in the healthy masculine and then over here on the healthy feminine it's stuff like collaborative nurturing spontaneous radiant vibrant you know, playful, inspiring, that kind of, you know, really expanded version of being in the flow, being our best selves. There's the healthy masculine about getting into action, making things happen. And obviously we need the balance of those two. Oh, I'm so glad you brought me back to that because I got so excited. I forgot we hadn't even gone there yet. (laughs) And when you describe it, Signe, when you describe (laughs) what that ideal is, I get goosebumps. I mean, it's like when you talk about like, all the things that we can we can strive for when we find that balance is that not exciting? Oh well, the, I mean, it's the holy grail, right? It's like as you said, it's it's what we're shooting for. And so then I love because you had sort of said when we're talking about gender and the balance, you know, finding where we are with that, and, and it'll be a little bit different for everybody. The place that we're shooting for is so a healthy masculine, healthy feminine. That the final place is where there is no separation between masculine and feminine. Whereas within the person, we have an integrated version of both. I've sort of been jokingly calling it femasculine. So it's Ooh. feminine plus masculine, femasculine. 
It's like, well, I'm, we I'm have pretty both. pretty impressed with your wordsmithing there. Yeah, let me tell you, okay? <laughs> you know me. I like to play with the words. But it's that place where we're at choice and we have access to the healthy masculine, we have access to the healthy feminine, and we think about when to use which one or it even becomes so automatic. We just know when to lean into the feminine and use that to its you know, greatest advantage. Then we know when to lean into the masculine and use that to drive things forward and make things happen. And it's like fully within us as individuals. And then- boy, if we get that to our companies, to our culture, to our society. Right. And it's boom. not like I'm going to make a choice to use my masculine. Now I'm going to use it. For, it's more like accessing those pieces of you that are needed at the time, just naturally with flow in yeah. that healthy balance versus anything that's too much tends to be, well, too much. Too much. It's like even a strength can become too much if right. overused, right? So it's looking at it that way. And you're right. I mean, ultimately, it's a place where we will naturally just sort of tap into which one leads and which one follows at any given time, the masculine and feminine in that integrated model. And before we get to that, there'll probably have to be some conscious moments, like some like, oh, hmm, right now, it's going to be more effective if I tap into kindness, nurturing, compassion to move this, you know, to, to get into this situation. Then to demand my way or push yeah. through my agenda. Or whatever exactly. the situation yeah. might be. So there may be a time that at first you have to like do it consciously and then it becomes just sort of the flow and the connection and the ease around it. Yeah. So let's tap that into exactly what we do as coaches. Like when we first learn coaching, we might have to think a little bit more about, do I use reflection or should I ask another inquiry? Or, you know, yeah, are, are we in a, yeah. yeah, do we want to do this? Or, and then as you become more masterful and it just becomes part of your balanced coach self, then you just flow with where, where yeah. the coaching conversation takes you. Well, this is just like looking at that in, in a different yeah, realm, a different but, I, well, but different, I just thought of yeah, it like, oh, that's also what we do. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's that place where we, we eventually, so for a while, we're going to have to be, and this is, you know, the learning steps. Well, most of us, you know, the learning steps, there's that place where we are unconsciously incompetent. And I see that around me, right? Like people kind of a lot of the folks I coach, they're like using, you know, one thing, they're trying to distort the mask and they're trying to make things happen. And then when it doesn't happen, they're like, I don't get it. Why is it not working? And so now it's like part of the work is getting people in that place where they are now. And this conversation is going to help getting people conscious about how they're incompetent, which is painful to even say that, but to be conscious about how you're incompetent about like what you don't know, like recognizing oh, wow, I'm actually, I'm a one trick pony. I'm only going down this one road. I'm not using, I don't, I'm not, don't even have access to this other tool. Hmm, I better build that muscle, right? Or get more aware of it. And then moving to that place of conscious competence where we're doing it, we're able to go like, oh, I know that right now needs compassion or right now needs some drive, but it's not in my wheelhouse and I have to try really hard to make it happen, but we make it happen and we're so proud. And then eventually we, we get to that place of conscious or unconscious competence where we're just doing it. We're flowing between the two. We know when to pull out which tool, if you will, or which style. And that has, that's powerful. That's powerful. Oh, it's very powerful. And it's almost like you haven't said this, but I, I think sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to access something that isn't comfortable or to challenge ourselves to, you know, this might not be comfortable for me. It's not really comfortable for me to like, ask for my needs to be met sometimes. And I just might need to push into that place, being very cognizant of the fact that it's not comfortable and it's, it's something that I need to build. It's a muscle I need to build. Well, I love that. Exactly right. And one of the things about that is that, you know, one thing is internally, we need to be willing and able to give ourselves permission to say exactly what you're talking about, to say like, oh, this is different how I normally do it. I'm going to try it anyway. 
right? For men that have been trained to not have their feelings or not be nurturing or, you know, not regard the feminine as positive, like for them to go, oh, like I might share my feelings or I might be comforting to someone who is struggling, you know, that might be out of their wheelhouse. So as an individual, we've got to give ourselves permission. But also one of the challenges is that our society continues to value masculine over feminine. And reward it. And reward it and celebrate it and et cetera. So of course it's gotten distorted. Of course we've pushed it too far because that's what we get rewarded for. And some of the work is to realize when it's distorted instead of healthy. And some of the work is to realize like when we're putting so much focus on masculine that we're out of balance because the feminine is little and the, and the masculine is, is large or loud, that we actually need to bring it to balance. I get so excited too. So I'm wondering if it's, it's a good time to move into how you help your clients Great. understand yeah. this and work towards what we're, what we're wanting to work towards. Yeah, that's so good. Absolutely. So I mean, so there's two things. So when you, when you say that two things come to my mind, I'll talk first about like one-on-one when I'm working with clients. And as you said, my niche is working with women who are in senior roles. Like there's, so they're a senior in organization, often C-suite or executive. And truth is, you know, they have lost the essence of who they are. They've lost their femininity in order to be successful in a masculine world. It's exactly what we're just talking about, about how that's valued. And so we do that, you know, so that we can succeed. And so I help them to see that. I help them to actually recognize the power and value of the feminine, right? Like to really see what that can bring and to help them tap into it, to know the right times to use it, to kind of bring that forward, to move to that place of integration. Mm-hmm. But the first step is recognizing when we are doing one or the other and why we are doing one or the other. Are we doing it because we're unconscious, because we don't really know better, or because it's the thing that's going to serve us most in that situation? So I'm wondering when you increase awareness about that, how much pushback you get out of fear? Like if I were to embrace my feminine, I'm going to lose my foothold or I'm going to, people aren't going to respect me as much. I just wonder, do you ever bump into that? I do. I mean, what ends up having to happen, I can't help but laugh, but what ends up having to happen is that we do little experiments. Like I'll have my clients do a little experiment, like try a certain thing and be conscious and check it out. And, you know, there are times they're like, but this is what made me successful. This is what got me to where I am. And so, cause I'm not asking them to give it away entirely. I'm not saying like, right. let's do away with masculine. It's bad. Yeah. Like, no, it's no. like, let's find the place of balance. But the only way we can find the place of balance is by getting more effective at more conversant in the feminine, because that's what's been, you know, marginalized and trivialized. We need the balance between them to be at our most effective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. therefore, we have to kind of bring it out to the light of day and let it breathe a little and, and experiment with it a little bit and revive it, do a little CPR. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. And kind of create the respect for the feminine that it deserves and mm-hmm. the kind of, and the skill at it to do it effectively, like to really honor it and appreciate it, like for everybody, right? So it's, you know, women need to be doing that for themselves to be like knowing their worth, knowing their, like knowing the value of feminine. Men also need to work as allies for the feminine, both in themselves, in others, you know, kind of being willing to take the risk of being vulnerable or comfort somebody or whatever, as well as being champions of when women are, or when anybody in fact is choosing more of their feminine in a situation to actually honor and support that and kind of drive that agenda as well. So the point that I just want everybody to hear is that while you specialize in working with executive women, this is certainly a concept that can, and I'm going to use the S word, should be considered when working with men as well. This is something men are as out of balance as women are. You bet. You bet. And I, and I bring this up with all my male 
clients because some of the, you know, so the other work I do or related work that I do is, is I'm really helping men in a corporate environment be better allies to women in a corporate environment, right? So to actually find what that allyship looks like, what that means to them and how they can kind of engage in it. I'm, I'm actually creating a workshop around allyship, you know, coming up probably in the fall, I'll be launching that. And it's like how as men can they be more supportive of women? In a Ooh, I love that. Allyship. I mean, yeah. let's oh. be allies. Oh, wow. Exactly. Well, and even as a, you know, as a, as a white person with a privilege that comes from me being white, it's like, how do I be an ally to people of color? How do I mm-hmm. speak up when I see something that's not right in order that they have, have an opportunity to really, you know, move forward as powerfully as the people that have traditionally been in privilege up until now. So how do we change the dial? How do we move the dial, change the situation? Wow. Yeah. And so all of that is so important. And I, and I do want to say, like, I got to this learning through my own, like through my own process. Like, let's yeah. be honest. I didn't <laughs> like, like I know all this because I lived it. In fact, I, I sort of, I joke about it. It's not a joke. I, like I almost died from it. Right. Like I was very, I was in the, I was in the academic world where thinking and logic and practical and all that stuff was, was most valued. And I was living into that. And I was, you know, being driven, being all those things that we're told to do to be successful. And so I, I think, well, you've already talked about it. Your readers may not know this, but I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And one of the things that was interesting is a doctor that I was seeing, she was like, yeah, one of the things I noticed is a lot of type A women get breast cancer. Say that again. A lot of women, what? You cut out. A lot of type A women get Ah. breast cancer. And, you know, type A is that kind of driven focus. It's, It's kind of masculine. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of masculine. Interesting observation she made. Yeah. Isn't it? Because she that she worked predominantly with women that have breast cancer. And I just was like, well, isn't that interesting? And it it's not, again, it's not that like masculine is negative, but I am not a hundred percent masculine. And so when I am trying to be a hundred percent masculine, I am going against the truth of who I am. And the cost of that is like it just doesn't work in my system. But and your system rebelled. Me, like, yeah. It rebelled. It was like, mm, don't like, no, I'm not liking this. And so, you know, here, like it's, if our society is rewarding masculine, is thinking we should all be going in that direction and we're all trying to do it, even if it's not true for us to be 100% masculine, of course there's going to be blowback. Of course we see disease and discomfort and mental illness. We're trying to be different than we are and trying to be different than we are is not the point of being here. And what's interesting is that it's having to shed light on that to even increase the possibility that it's happening. Because if we're doing it automatically, just because we've been trained by society or because it's what, what it, we just incorporate those behaviors without thinking them through, then it takes somebody being brave enough to say, wait a minute, is this really a fit? Is it, let me, let's talk about the possibilities. And that's what you're doing. And that's just so exciting. Well, and that's what we all need to do, right? Like that's, this is my version of it. And for me getting clear on what's true for me or what works for me, but we all need to take the time to do that. And when I'm working with my clients, that's the work I do, right? Like I help them take a look in there and kind of double click on that. And I guess the thing for me, like when I think about, you know, even when I got diagnosed with cancer and I kind of, even how I approached cancer was masculine until I got it. Like it was this sort of driving, pushing, like we've got to kill those cancer cells and it's not true to me. Right. And so I, so I got the lesson through that process. Like I sort of got it. I got woke up to how I needed to be, you know, more honoring who I am, et cetera. And then I fell asleep again. And the thing is that happened over and over again. Like there were lesson over lesson of times when it was reminded about how I've got to come back to my center. I've got to come back to the truth of who I am, but I, it just never quite stuck. And I think one of the things that I'm so excited about this model that I'm kind of working on right now is that this is the, the answer for me. This is the thing that's actually had me be able to get it 
over a period of time, right? And have it stick. Because I've been doing really focused work on it over the last about three years, and it's just changed how I'm being in the world. So that's, yeah, that's exciting. And so important for people to hear that even when you're working through this, it's not like a switch on a dime kind of thing. These behaviors and these mindsets have been established for a long time. I mean, we've been operating the ways that we operate for, unless you're working with an infant, and I don't know very many infants that are in coaching, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's understanding that it is a process of revisiting and yeah. exploring and yeah. bringing back to that point again because we don't just oh awareness exactly and then, boom, lights on the angels yeah. sing and everything's different it's a work it's a work in progress i mean you have to kind of work it over time and so that i mean that's one of the things that's so important about this and i mean at this stage like i like i'm so excited about this i and so like not only am i working on it as a model and of course i do it with my clients but it's also my newest keynote is like how do we work on this how do we balance this out because it's just so important. It's just costing us so much. So I like, so I'm, I'm just uh, putting some final touches on it. I'm starting to like kind of send out to a few different conferences to speak at around this, which is getting me so excited. But I mean, like if you're watching this and you're excited about this, like hire me, <laughs> hire me to come to a keynote. About this. Cause like this Cause is- I am ready to, to share this message with the world. Exactly. So passionate about it. So passionate. So the piece that I also want to sort of highlight about that is that you hear Signe's passion about this. And so what she's doing is she's creating sort of a signature talk, which by the way, signature, anyway, she's creating a signature talk that is about this passion that she can now share with people, you know, send it out and say, this is some, hire me to come be your keynote about this. But if you've got something that you're passionate about, create you know, a signature talk that is your talk about that. That's just sort of a little uh, side note, but it's so key in that rather than trying to be all things to all people, what if you actually created something that speaks to your passions that you can then let people know that you have that available for a a talk? And it's such an important message for coaches because I mean, there are so many coaches in the world now, which is a fantastic thing and it makes the world a better place. And coaches need to distinguish themselves. So finding that thing, that message, that voice, whatever that lets them stand out, lets them shine, it's an important part of it. So that's like, I've gotten very clear on what's important for me. That's now a thing that I can sort of say to people like, hey, you know, like get me to talk on this topic. And everybody needs something like that. Like it's, it, right. it really is a thing that makes it so much more effective as a coach. Yeah. So, so good. I know that we could talk about these principles for, well, forever. Well, besides, I just love to talk to you anyway, but we I'm wondering if, if you were to take a moment and think, okay, what do I want to be sure that people understand and, you know, something that if you take nothing else from this... Yeah. Hear this and maybe begin to play with it or apply it or see how you can bring it forward to the world. Yeah. So, I mean, so the, almost the place I would have people look is start noticing for yourself, like noticing, are you more in masculine and more, or more in feminine? Like kind of what's your proportion and is it true for you? Like, is it the proportion that's true to who you are as a person or is it because that's what our society has told us we ought to focus on that percentage breakdown? And then the other thing is Notice for when you are in a distorted version of masculine or feminine versus a healthy version of masculine or feminine. 
because that's the first step, like recognizing when we're in which one of those and then choosing more and more to get into the, the healthy of feminine and masculine and then moving to that integrated, that, that the masculine <laughs> where it's integrated is actually connected. But the first step is noticing when you're in distorted versus when you're in healthy of both masculine and feminine and then noticing the percentage and if that's really working for you. And I love that it starts with noticing what's going on with you, not how can I help other people? I mean, that's certainly something that you, you might be thinking about, but start with looking in the mirror and determining where am I? Where does this fit for me? Because when it resonates with you, it helps you that much more if you think about helping exactly. others get aware of exactly. this. Exactly. Because if you're not sort of living it, you, I mean, coaches know this, if you're not living it yourself, then it's hard to kind of pass that on to somebody else. If you don't believe in it or are excited about it yourself, you know, telling your client to go take a look when you haven't doesn't really work. Yeah. Excellent. Signe, thank you so much for taking time to come back and share this incredible passion that we need to hear and we need to consider. And besides, I just so enjoy spending time with you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I, always, I mean, it's always such a joy to talk to you and it's such a privilege and just knowing, you know, the good work that you're doing, getting so many important ideas and messages out there. It's just, I just feel privileged to be a part of this journey with you and to get to share with your, your listeners and participate in all that you're doing. Oh, thanks. So I wonder what your perspective is after listening to Signe and our conversation. I would love to have a conversation at Star Coaches on Facebook page. So join us over there. Now, if you'd like to know more about Signe Wilson, her information is going to be on the resource page at starcoachshow.com, as well as in the show notes, which are on the podcast episode page. Signe's past episode with us was episode 113, and we'll have a link there on the show notes as well for that episode. If you're enjoying the show, my absolute ambition for 2019 is to let the coaching world know about Star Coaches. We are growing, more and more people are learning. And what's so heartwarming to me is that each time somebody finds the show and I get a message back about, wow, there's just so much information and I wish I'd known about the show sooner. It's heartwarming and it's like, oh, I want more and more coaches to know about the show because the experts just share so much great information. So if you know of somebody who would benefit from the show, please share with them. And a rate and review on Apple Podcasts increases the visibility of our show as well. So thank you in advance for that. Now you're going to want to come back next week. We have financial coach Candace Bax Friesen sharing some financial tips with us and just things to think about when we are in that place of being business owners and being responsible with our finances. We have so many awesome shows in the lineup. So continue coming back. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week.